Hey, hey, hey! Welcome, all you courageous cause champions. This is Lainey Friedrich. Today is day seven zero of the Couch to Five A podcast. Wow, seventy already! Man, those days just clink along, ching, 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 one after the other. When you do this almost every day, it just adds up adds up. We are on day 46 of the Change the World in 80 Days Challenge. And as you can tell, I'm feeling very chipper today. I had a really good day. And today's title is, When Does Micro Equal Maximum? How does that happen? How can very little equal a lot? Well, let's see. Uh, I didn't even have this on my list, but if you think about this, podcast. I mean, I do a little bit almost every day and look at what it's added up to 70 episodes. And let me see how many I am at 870 total plays. So 870 um, times that this uh, podcast has been listened to uh, with people. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, what's my average? My average is 12.8 listens per episode. I kind of spiked at 13.3 a few episodes ago, and it's been um, clicking down a little bit. So I need to get a really strong, um, probably guest on and really crank up the numbers again. Woohoo! I don't, I'm trying to think if I have anybody queued up to be a guest. I don't. So something needs to materialize. Bloop out of the blue as it is want to do. So this morning, my approach based on our conversation yesterday was that I was just, I was feeling lost. So I was going to stop wandering around. And I just woke up this morning and said, okay, I'm just going to listen to the guides in my head. And I'm not going to come up with a plan for the day. I am just going to listen until I am directed to do something. And so it was kind of relaxing this morning. I ate my breakfast and just kind of did the normal morning stuff around the house. Jennifer! Hi, Jennifer! Hey, I was just thinking about you, by the way, Miss Gula. Are you there? I see you, but I don't see another comment yet. We'll see if Jennifer chimes in. I got stuff to talk to her about if she comes on my live. Um, so this morning, this morning, oh, while I'm waiting for Jennifer, um, it is icy out today. We had a bad ice storm. Luckily, I didn't have to go anywhere. Hopefully, Jennifer was safe. Um, and what else was on my list? Oh, so I looked up, um, you know, I was just checking emails and checking Facebook posts and I got an email from the, the League of Women Voters Michigan because now that I'm a member, I get their emails. And one of the things that completely jumped out at me, like a bad something or other, is that they had decided that they were, Michigan was going to wait until the National Task Force released its report in August of this year, not until August, um, before they decided what they were going to do with respect to the national popular vote interstate compact. And they didn't want any of their chapters to be doing any education about it until then. 
<gasps> no wonder I had been getting the cold shoulder from these clubs that I've been trying to reach out to about this. Uh, so I forwarded that on, forwarded it on to my contacts that I sat in on the meeting of yesterday, which is the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact Champions within League of Women Voters, um, for which League of Women Voters nationally supports this campaign. Uh, and I said, I think that it might have to come from you all talking to Michigan because I am not going to have any weight to, uh, at all in what's going on. And so you all are going to have to let me know how to proceed, if at all, because I do not have the time or energy to be um, trying to fight for that in the league. Um, so that just, you know, I just went with the flow. I flowed with that little bit of information. And I got a great uh, message um, early in the morning, not early in the morning, but kind of, you know, late morning from Natalie Price, who is the candidate I just did her opportunity guide for. And she said, oh, great meeting last night at the Moms Demand Action, wasn't it? I, and she got an endorsement from, um, what's his name? Um, Andy Meisner, who's the Oakland County Treasurer, who's campaigning for Oakland County, uh, Oakland County, what is L. Brooks Patterson? He's our Oakland County something or other, um, head of Oakland County, I guess, government. Um, I forget what his title is. Anyhow, she, you know, she connected with a bunch of people and she was all happy. So I thought, okay, that's a sign. And I was planning on anyway. Well, I said I had a plan. I didn't, I, w I wasn't really planning. It was on my, you know, wish list, I guess, because I started the day and said I wasn't going to plan. I was just going to let it unfold, let the universe direct me. And so I felt that was a sign that I could plug into what would have been a plan to do uh, Natalie's second day blog post. So the first day blog post that I did yesterday was the 101 level stuff, which is easy first steps in her campaign, according to the eight self-care categories. And we didn't have all eight. We probably had six. I don't think we had anything for financial or no, we probably had like five because, um, yeah, I know we didn't have anything for spiritual. And then I realized that I didn't have any lifelong learning. And I thought, oh, you know, what would be good lifelong learning is like educate yourself on who's already on the Berkeley city council. Um, that would be the 101. Then the 201 could be uh, attend a city council meeting. Three could be invite your neighbors to a city council. And I ran that by Natalie and I said, I don't know what you think 401 would be. And then 501 would obviously be running for city council like she is. And so she uh, messaged back that she thought 401 could be um, run, um, apply for a commission position or there was some other thing. So things that are like um, not candidate that you run for, but something that you get appointed to be. Um, and so that was a good idea. So I added that. And I added her links. I found her um, website link and I found her Twitter link, her Facebook link, and I added her Facebook link and things. So I added the links. And then I added at the very bottom um, my little pitch about um, 
want to help your cause win, dot, 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 while having more fun, dot, 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 without spending more time, question mark. Check out the, the special offer for the easy advocacy chart package. And I put my little link. So I added that to blog post one for yesterday. I went back and added that stuff. And then for blog post today, um, I added it. Oh, and the other thing that Natalie did that made it a sign that that was what I was supposed to work on uh, first thing is that she posted my blog post. Then she had a little snippet about at the beginning, you know, about how she and I had put this opportunity guide together. And these were ways that people could help her campaign and still take care of their self-care. And so, yeah, I thought, oh, it's good synergy. She's excited about this. I'm excited about this. She's posting my blog post. I'm posting her links. This is how I want it to be working um, with these things. So I'm feeling like there's momentum building in this interface between me and my Dream 100, at least her, she's my pilot test. And this seems to be better than trying to push this opportunity guide, which just has too much information. It's just way overloaded. It's a great planning tool for the teams, um, but it's not, not good for the volunteers. It's like too much information. So I got the blog post two done and tomorrow I'll do blog post three for her. So I kind of, um, you know, mentioned that in the blog post that this is going to be a series of three that I'm trying and see how that goes. So we'll see it. It seemed to flow really, really nicely. And I like that because then I get the, I can suggest to people about the chart package in all three of the blogs. And then I don't know. I don't know if I'll push the whole opportunity guide. I don't think so. I think I'm just going to go to three, one, two, three, crunch. Just like when we used to have the old commercial of um, the um, sucker that had the chocolate inside. And it would be like one, and it was like one, these were licks, one lick, two licks, three licks, and then crunch on it and then you get the chocolate on the inside which was nasty chocolate oh my god it didn't even like I think it was something something flavored to be sort of like chocolate it was disgusting really and then we just ate we love those things I mean we all we all like them um I don't know what they're called but now you can see how far I come I have an empty glass from this is my uh, eat your green smoothie which is also a Dr. Furman who my V6 um, from the episode where I talked about the V6 um, smoothie, which is kind of like a, it's kind of like a homemade V8, um, but better. And this is um, greens and fruits and some nut, I put cashew nuts in there and then some flax seeds. So it's yummy, 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 yummy. So I had that today. That's how far I've come from the chocolate imitation chocolate-centered um, suckers. Okay, what's next on my list? So that was the League of Women Voters start, and the Natalie stuff took quite a little bit today to do because I was adding, um, you know, updating her opportunity guide. It was updating the links between the two posts. And, and it's nice because it's a nice framework now that that blog post will be a nice um, template, sort of, that I can use um, I'm going to work on Veg Michigan's next, uh, which brings me to Veg Michigan. And I had an idea, had an idea because I'm like, well, this webinar thing really isn't, um, it's really not connecting. Uh, you know, I'm not really getting 
traction from it from Veg Michigan's um, post in their newsletter. And it really wasn't the content that I, at the end of the day, that I felt like I wanted to come away with presenting. Um, and I don't, I don't know that it's really what Tom wants. I think he just, he wants more, um, something different. So had this brainstorm. I'm like, let me make it a workshop. Let me make it a workshop and I'll do the first three levels because that is the, although, I mean, introduction to grow your advocacy is, I guess, level it's the introduction. And then it's the one, two, and three. 101, 201, 301. And um, can I do that in an hour? I think I might be able to. I'm going to run through it tomorrow, do a demo for him. Um, you, I'll just update my slide deck um, because I think I can. I talk faster now when from when I used to do that stuff because I, now I realize that people can absorb my my speech at a lot, lot faster pace than I would normally just talk in conversation with someone. So I do try and talk faster on these podcasts and, and when I do recordings now. Um, the and, and I have, you know, I have the handouts. Oh, look at Pepe. He's here helping. Hi, Pepe. Um, he, not he. <laughs> I was thinking of Pepe. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh. The workshop, so I'm going to, the slide deck, you know, it has homework and the exercises and I might not do the exercises so much. I may just do, because what I would want to do, it would be easy enough to hand out to people just the checklist pages and not the exercise pages. Um, let me think about that. Although the exercise pages is like where they write down the information to do their own chart. Um, yeah, I guess I would need to give them the exercise pages because that's like, if it's going to be a workshop, that's like the interactive part of it. Um, maybe I wouldn't give them the checklists then. Hmm. I'll have to think about it. That's a lot of printing is my only concern. And I don't know how many people are going to show up for this session. Um, I, I would want to give them that inform, you know, I would want to give them those handouts or to think. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have to think about what I'm kind of mulling around in my head is like giving the exercise sheets because that's really where they write down the the you know the stuff that is applicable to them specifically. Um, and maybe I could just give them a link that they could get the checklist stuff at later. But then that's not so useful. I'll think about it. I'll look at the I'll look at the workbook stuff and see like do they really need everything that's in those checklists? I like those checklists a lot, um, but again, that's a lot of it's a lot of color printing, and it's not that I couldn't use those checklists again. You know, if if enough people like it, I mean, I could do more live events if it goes over well. So here's what I was going to propose to Veg Michigan is to offer that up as. Um, um, you know, a live, a live workshop, kind of a webinar, like a web class or something called a web class, I guess, um, for March. And then I can see, I'll just do it one day instead of this, you know, every week webinar thing. I'll just do it one particular day with no, you know, no option for somebody to watch a replay or anything like that. And so that hopefully I would get an audience for that. Um, and 
um, then I can, I guess, try out the, try out the material and just, and just see if that's going to work. Um, it's, it's just so much easier when they, if they do it online, because obviously then I can just send them the links and they can print out the forms themselves or just, you know, pull it up on the computer if they want to do it as the, um, pretty sure the exercise sheet is a PDF that is, has cells that you can input. Um, I'm pretty sure I paid someone to do it for just that reason. Um, so I'll have to look at that. I, I know I'd gone through that whole like brand it, rebranding it over. So I'll have to see which brand that stuff's in right now. Um, let's see. So that's Veg Michigan. That'll probably be for tomorrow. I'll work on that. And then, oh, positive feedback. Yeah, positive feedback. So remember, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, I said, okay, you know, once I listened to that Les Brown stuff, I said, it's possible and you want to just talk to people that thinks it's possible so the people that think it's possible leah who's the hypnotherapist that i um uh, went through i don't know if i mentioned her or not but i went through you know i've been kind of giving her feedback on some of her stuff she's part of this funnel alumni group that went through the one funnel away challenge uh training for marketing and she um she gave me some feedback on my sales page. So I finished the sales page for the easy uh, advocacy chart package and she loved it. She, that's all I sent her was just the package and said, hey, I'm doing blog posts and then they're gonna go to this, this page. And she loved it. She had a couple of tiny little like things that I just needed to tweak um, in some formatting, but she said it looked really good. And then, um, and then another of my yay fan club Padmaja um, said that she had had a chance to finally watch the whole webinar um, recording that I had sent her a couple weeks ago. And she said, oh my God, I love the whole thing. Uh, she thought it was really awesome. So that made me feel really good that my cavalry arrived today in the form of those two. And um, um, if, in case you're wondering, who's those of you watching the video, I am um, petting um, Pepe here. I'm petting his ears you know you take the cat's ears and you kind of just like hold on let's see if i can show you Pepe, you want a demo or you just kind of pull not not pull but kind of like run your fingers over their ears so that's what i'm doing in case you're wondering because you can't really see that on camera you're like what is she doing um here i'll show you it's the cat the cat here cat um oh not yeah my munising michigan's upper peninsula sweatshirt on today so that's it for the positive feedback. That was awesome. Which brings me, since we're talking about Munising and Upper Peninsula and remote parts of Michigan that are, you know, controlled by the other party, not really controlled. I mean, they're at the moment represented by the other party for the most part. Um, that brings me to my Laney Goes to Lansing update. Uh, oh, I kind of gave the update with the League of Women Voters, but this is a different update for the thing I'm not going to sing because I already did. Anyway, one of the things that I wanted to do was get the committee, the names of the committee members for this new Ways and Means. I think I'd mentioned in a prior conversation here that the, um, the I'm going to have to say it, National Popular Vote Interstate Compact um, legislation, once it gets introduced, needs to go to the election 
committees in each of the houses. And then in the House of Representatives, they have added a second layer of committees. Um, I don't know if that's my left hand or my right hand, but um, as I'm showing you it going up, but it has to go to a second layer of committee and it's the Ways and Means Committee is what I'm being told and I'll double check that that's the committee that it would go to. And so I wanted to find out who's on that committee. I found that and I looked up that information today, wrote that down. And then uh, one last step I wanted to do was kind of cross-reference um, districts that had very strong Democratic candidates who really moved the needle quite a bit, um, but they didn't win. Um, in that district. And I have um, the names of those because they, uh, uh, many of them got together and um, I think the, there was one woman who ran in the Senate and then there were a number of them in the House and then a couple of them for a, a couple of county commission positions. And they wrote this detailed um, report, if you will, that they were presenting to the Democratic Party um, before the convention a couple weeks ago. Is that a week? I guess it must be a week, just over a week ago or something. Uh, two weeks ago, something. To let people know, like, you know, the party tends to um, focus on the urban areas and the highly populated districts, and then it um, thinks that the same um, methods are are effective in the outlying districts and it's not and so they were just giving recommendations of like how the party could better support people anyway the reason i thought that was interesting is because i thought well here are some people who were making some really good um headway in their district races that they were running in and um this would be as i think i'm excuse me, as I mentioned before, I think this campaign is a good gateway campaign to bring more people, get more people involved. So the reason that I wanted to, to look at that, and I added that call as a column in my spreadsheet of the senators and representatives, is that um, a couple of them are on the committees in the House and a couple of those districts. And so I thought, okay, that helps because I might, they might be a champion maybe for this campaign because it can help solidify, um, you know, like I said, if they, if they see it as an opportunity to get more, more constituents involved in something that, um, you know, has 75% support and teach people how to be um, um, active, you know. And then I read back through this, uh, the reason for today's title, When Does Micro Equal Maximum, which you've probably seen from today, had all kinds of maximum um, results uh, from just kind of making a minimum of uh, micro planning today, or the plan was not to plan today, so it was very micro. Um, I was looking through this write-up on the micro-circulating that was done um, in the Voters Not Politicians campaign, and this guy who had these microcirculators, he said, so microcirculators, somebody that does like one to, t one to 10 signatures, which is like a sheet, you give them a sheet, a petition sheet. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because we have petition sheets for um, this campaign, even though it's not, a, it's not a ballot proposal, it's not like a petition that you're getting so many signatures to submit it to the Secretary of State like we had to do before. But this is a petition that can go to their legislature and a legislator 
that we can take to their legislator and we can say, look, we have pages and pages and pages. We have hundreds of signatures of people in your district, your constituents that support this. So get on board. If you're going to represent them as a representative of the people, the people are showing you that they're on board. Um, so I, it's, I think it's a really good tool for this campaign because it also made me realize in t you know, reading this write-up about these candidates in these more, um, they call them exurbs, exurb instead of a suburb, like urban, suburban. These are exurb and rural areas. Um, you know, it, you can't really go door to door and, you know, people may be more elderly um, and aren't going to be like hopping around, uh, you know, running around different meetings and things like that. You just, you have to be a lot, you have to be efficient in a different way. Um, so this micro circulating idea I like for this campaign because I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I can talk to the Dem clubs and say, okay, here's the thing. Let's, and I'll come up with like, I think a flow of like, like I'm trying to do with, you know, the, um, my dream 100, the same thing with this campaign is, you know, get the flow of, get them information first, get them some bare bone basic information to their constituents about what the heck this campaign is all about, first of all, and then ask them if they're in support of it, can they take a signature page and go collect 10 signatures? And the other thing that when you quiet your brain, you know, these great ideas come in and uh, another great idea that I realized is I will, um, instead of offering when I give this presentation on this campaign to the um, Royal Oak Dems, I'm not going to look up answers for people. I'm going to send them to the website that I would be looking up the answers. And I will explain to them the reason I am is because they may just have one question right now, but if they can circulate a petition to friends and family people are going to ask them questions and this way they can go and look up the answers. It, it's all in chapter nine. I mean, if they can't find it in there, they can email me and I can track, you know, I talk to the author because I, I know I'm one, one contact person away from him. So, um, I can, you know, we can track it down that way, but, um, there's like 133 myths covered there and it's just good because I want to, the reason is I want to empower people. I want to teach them that you know, you can do this. You can go out and get signatures. You can answer questions yourself for people because they're not going to have the same questions that you are in this questions that you have today. You may think of other questions and I won't be there, but I want to send you to the source. And it's, it's really empowering people to be these micro circulators um, and answer people's questions. So anyway, on here, so in this example, he says, so a micro circulator, somebody that does like one sheet, so anywhere between one to 10 signatures, they could also become what he calls a one shifter where they do, you assign them to a shift at a big event. Like for example, when I went to the convention and I got, you know, 55 names for in two hours because I was standing there asking people that were in a line. It was like, boom, 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 boom. Like you can fill up a sheet really quickly. Um, and that's what I did. I mean, that's what we did. Um, Stephanie and I did that for the voters, not politicians. I mean, we would average, you know, 15, somewhere between 12 and 15 signatures an hour when we would go. And then the, the ones that were really big, I mean, when we would go to like um, 
the lion's tailgates where you had like groups of people all together and you know you give the explanation to the group and then they'd be like one after the other after the other we could do we were doing like 25 an hour it was kind of our our average so that's like uh that's why he's got like a one shift you could do one shift with like a two-hour shift you do 15 to 30 signatures so that one person who gets confidence being a micro circulator among their friends and family which is um you know, that's 301, friends and family. And then they move to 401, which is a little bit more leadership because now they're interfacing with people that they don't know. Um, and then those one shifters, he said, then you encourage them um, to be two shifters. You maybe have a contest or something like that. And they did that a lot with voters, not politicians. I remember, I mean, that was just such a brilliantly run campaign, just phenomenal. I mean, on so many levels and in so many ways. And I just remember there would be weeks that they would be like, okay, we want to get so many signatures this week. Everybody gets so many signatures. And that just means that, you know, you have to get an average of blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, and we've got, you know, we want, Blah, blah. So you you know you'd get and then they'd be like oh if we hit this one hurdle they had this one it was so funny they had this one where if we hit a certain hurdle this one guy who was like really really thick hair and thick beard and everything was going to shave his head um, live so and we when we met the girl and he did so it was funny like you get people fired up when you have like these contests and co competitions and stuff like that and then Stephanie and I I think I may have mentioned before um, Stephanie and I did. Um, you know, started competing against each other. Um, you know, we would both try to get like, I forget what we were doing. Um, was it a uh, hundred a week or no? Cause that, that would be a lot of shit. Well, I was doing like three. So I was doing six hours and if six times 12, you know, 15, 15, 30, 90. Yeah. We were, I think we were trying to get a hundred a week. Um, Maybe, maybe 80, something like that. I forget what we were, maybe it was even 50. It seemed like more because she and I were trying to go out like three times a week um, for two hour shifts. So that's, that should be, you know, that should get you 90 signatures. And then if you push it a little bit more, you get a good, you know, a good one. Then, you know, you just stay a couple extra minutes or whatever and you try to get to a hundred. So I think that's at the end, like in the last, for, for the last I don't know, month, at least month. Um, I think we were trying to get a hundred a week. Um, and that's when then he says the people who do two to three shifts, you know, push them to be in the hundred plus like that's because if, you know, obviously if somebody can do a shift a week, you try and push them to do two or three shifts a week. And that's, that's how you get it. Um, um, so yeah, I, I like that. I like that idea. So I think, I mean, that, that to me is how we get the, another way that I kind of um, use the things that I'm teaching and put them into practice, see if they really practice, because the people who are collecting a lot of signatures, that identifies who your leaders are, and then you can make them like captains and stuff like that. Um, that would be the natural progression. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, oh, the other thing I was thinking about is um, trying to, um, somebody had mentioned there's an app I can get um, it was a paid app when I looked at it, which is why I didn't do it before, but where I can do a screen, uh, screen split with Facebook lives. And what I was thinking is if I start planning out and start plotting out this, um, connecting with these clubs and these, um, you know, influential uh, coalition groups around the state targeting, starting to target the ones first that are the, um, the the ones that are going to be 
um, on, that are on these committees that these bills have to go through and also, um, you know, kind of work in the connections with any anybody who was a co-sponsor before and making sure that we keep their district really strongly in support of it. Um, uh, their constituents strongly in support of it. Uh, I said keep, I should say get, get their constituents strongly on board. Um, I was thinking something like, you know, it, if we do, pres I could do presentations like this live and not have to travel everywhere. And then they can, you know, and then they have the video recording of it so that their members can um, watch it and they can refer, you know, they can link it back when they do their mailings and stuff like that. Because I just think it's about, it's about trying to get efficient. Like, I don't, it, this is going to be, I think, too, too small, at least at the moment for us to be, and I don't have anybody to do the scheduling yet. If someone start wants to start scheduling, um, you know, presentations, because Ace is like, oh, I can come out there and give a presentation. And, you know, we got other people that can give presentations. But I'm like, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I didn't say this, but I'll mention it on the call tomorrow. Uh, that requires organization. Like that requires coordinating with these people, you know, and having handouts and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, what's going to be presented. And I want to make sure it's consistent, um, which that's probably not the biggest th thing. But, but the other thing is getting out to these groups in a compressed time frame because I want to do this, um, my personal goal as of this moment, and I don't know, I'll have to look on my list to see if this is feasible, is to get these all, um, get these presentations done and get petitions in the hands of all the clubs and key organizations in the committee, well, I'll call them the committee districts, um, um, in, in these next 90 days. And I'll have to kind of break that down and say like, okay, how many does that mean that I need to do? Um, because the presentation isn't long. I'm going to record the, I'll, I think I'm going to record the shorter deck, the shorter um, PowerPoint deck tomorrow. And then I'm going to start practicing my little spiel about explaining to people the, um, you know, why I, why I think this is like, um, having a big huge parade to show people how important you know um band is um you know in in music programs it's, it's kind of kind of that's how i'm approaching it is you got to get all the people in the parade organized and practicing and ready to go so that down the road later in the year when these bills start getting introduced then you know who's there and the people, you know, when the parade gets scheduled, then we've got people ready to go. That's my plan. Um, I don't know, maybe it's aggressive. Let me look real quick and see, like, how many, because, <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm already into my 90-day plan because I sort of started it last week. Um, so how many committee members are there? Um, let me look. Why is that list not? Oh, here. Okay, so there are, um, okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Okay, so there's 23 committee members all total. And then, um, then there were seven um, sponsor, there were seven 
senators who co-sponsored the bill that are still in office. And I'm going to just assume for quick math here that none of them are any of these people on the committee. It'll just be that much easier if there is, and there's some crossover there. Um, I, yeah, that'll, that'll take me too long. I'm not going to take the so, – so that's 30 districts if we want to target the people who are co-sponsors, not the people. If we want to target the districts that are co-sponsored, and the committee members, that's 30. And so if I've got a 12 weeks, um, which was my 80 day, 90 day plan was 12, we'll do a 13 week cash flow kind of a thing. So let's say it's 12 weeks, give me the extra, the baker's dozen weeks. So let's just say 12 weeks. So 12 weeks divided by um, 30 or 30 into 12 weeks or whatever. So, you know, that's, if I do three a week, that's 36. Um, so that would be, so two to three a week, two a week will get me to 24 out of the 30, um, which would be the commit, you know, that could be the committee people, although I'd like to include the, you know, co-sponsors districts as well. And the ones here that I know of, because that's good practicing ground, um, which is going to be a couple of them. So let's say 36 then. Let's just say let's just say six of them I do in the area just because they're people that I know and obviously I'm already scheduled for two. So um, I could probably get in with two more. Um, so 30, so three a week. If I do three three lives a week, that's not too bad. I mean that's um, because it doesn't have to be in the evening. I mean I can talk to these clubs and just say hey, I, you know, the, I do this during the day if, you know, if, it, because I'm not going to be answering questions anyway on the live, it's really just getting out there and, you know, having them see a face. Uh, and again, that's what I have to practice with this screen to screen thing. I just think it's more engaging. I think I'm, it's more likely that people are going to watch it and, um, and, I think they just connect with it better when they can see a face and not just the the PowerPoints because it is really dry. I mean, I know for me as as a watcher uh, of content, it's it's kind of dry to um, sit there and watch, you know, a PowerPoint slide after slide after slide. It's nice to see if they could be see both, if I can do both where I can have me talking and also them, um, although that might get a little tricky because I have to read that deck. So maybe I'll think about it. Or I could just send them the, another thing might be, as I'm thinking out loud, is send them, think of a flow of information for Facebook posts and also, you know, distribution out to their members, you know, through um, their newsletters. Um, as far as like, okay, here's the first one, here's information about it. And then here's step two, which is, you know, grab a, print out a petition, go start getting signatures. Um, so I have to think about that because that's like the level, you know, the levels in the levels, um, I didn't add petition stuff until level 201 for this campaign because, um, other than just, I guess they could print it and look at it. Um. That, that could be a one-on-one -on -one thing. I'll, I guess I'll add that um, just so that they know what we're talking about. That would be good. So I can send them the one-on-one -on -one list, you know, kind of like the blog post 101, like before. 
um, or like before, like with Natalie's um, that I tested out and it seems to be a good way to flow this is I send them the blog post for the 101 um, and then I do the blog post for 201 stuff and then 301. I don't know if that's too much because there's a lot of information on there. I'll have to think about it and see if that will work for these clubs and talk to the clubs too and say, hey, here's here's my proposed approach. You know your members better than I do. What do you think? I mean, when I go to the Royal Oak Club, I'm going to have the petition sheets there when they, you know, get there and they people can sign it if they want to. And because they're used to having petitions there that are sort of endorsed, um, you know, by the club and people just sign them. Um, they'll read them, but they'll, you know, they'll sign them. And then uh, people can write on there, you know, if they want to volunteer or not, they can check that box. And, and then I can send them the link and they can print out sheets at home um, because that way I don't have to print them. Um, or maybe I need to, I'll think about that. Maybe I'll have a certain supply at the back at the, and they can take it at the end if they want to, if they, if they're going to go out and get 10 signatures and I'll supply them with the link. So I'm kind of trying to think through the logistics of how I'm going to do it with Royal Oak. So, I mean, trying to recreate an in-person presentation is really give the presentation and then this little piece I need to practice and kind of um, um, outline out is, you know, this is like a big parade and we got to educate people first. That's the phase that we're in. Um, I guess I'm trying to think of the club, you know, the clubs could say, hey, at our next meeting, we'll circulate this petition at the meeting and then play your video or something. I don't know. I mean, you'll have to talk to the clubs and see. It just seems like I want to, it just doesn't, it seems like there's, I could do this even as just one person. And if I have other people, great. Um, you know, we can start getting people in person, you know, down, down this way, but in, you know, far reaches of the state, maybe harder um, to, to get that. But I think it's reasonable for me to hit all for this, for this campaign to hit all 30 of those districts and start getting petitions moving um, in the, over the next 90 days. I, I think it's entirely reasonable. I just have to think through like the logistics and, and again, toss it out and say, this is what I'm going to try and we'll work through the bugs and do a couple of them and, um, you know, just to see week by week and get better and better and better by the end. Because that way at the end, then, um, then, then we can start, you know, phase two could be improving on, you know, more circulating in these districts while we add circulating the petitions in the non-committee non um, districts. Uh, if, because, I mean, we, this is coming. I mean, this is coming. It should be, we should educate people in every single district in this state so that everyone knows what it's all about, whether it gets passed here or doesn't get passed here. It's coming. It's going to get passed eventually around the country. I don't want Michigan to be last again. It was embarrassing to see Michigan be the last one to show what our final numbers were 
in the whole national presidential election. It took like days and days before Michigan um, was uh, able to give it, its results. And I hate, hate it when Michigan comes in last for stuff. But anyway, this is coming and, and you know, down the road, years, maybe years from now, the um, constitutional amendment will come, um, but it's coming. So we might as well have some fun with it. And if I can help, you know, teach people how to be engaged by doing this micro circulating, I, I think that's fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. So that's my, I didn't have a plan, but now I got plans. <laughs> Because all these ideas came up and hopefully they were divinely inspired because um, they seem pretty fun. And I tried to shut my brain off so that I wouldn't think of things. <laughs> oh, the last thing I wanted to tell you about is this, um, is that it? Okay, let's see. Sweater. Yeah, the sweater event. Um, I'll talk about the soup thing if I have time. This is, we got 45 minutes going on here. Ooh, it's been a long conversation. Can you believe for a day where I was just going to let it flow and not do anything until I was um, guide, felt guided? Wow, look what happens. Whew, I'm going to do more of that tomorrow. I got no plan. No plan. We're just going to take it. Um, so um, Paul's aunt, Joe, favorite aunt Joe, who is like a sister to him that I bought the sweater from. I told you all about that. On, I bought that on Saturday. I showed it to you on Sunday and told you about my bad port wine and chocolate <laughs> thing from Saturday night. Do not repeat that. Um, this sweater party, so I'm calling it the, where's my, I wrote it down. Hee hee. I'm calling it, get ready for this. Celebrating mothers and daughters in soft, cozy sweaters. Offering one-of-a-kind walking works of art. So I'm working on this, um, the list of uh, guests and uh, friends of mine, their mothers, friends of mine, their daughters, friends of mine and their sisters, um, my sister, my nieces. Um, and I'm trying, I uh, messaged Mad Hatter restaurant in Birmingham, which would be Oh, totally ideal, like so perfectly ideal. It's not even funny. Uh, I haven't heard back from them yet. So if I don't heal, hear back from them uh, today, I will call them tomorrow and find out, um, try and get scheduled in that room. If not, I don't, I don't know what plan B is. I'll just let the universe figure that one out. But I think it would be great because Joy's on board. She was the first one um, that said, oh, those sweaters look great. I would love to, you know, check those out. And I said, pick some dates on the calendar. So she picked two dates and I checked with Joe and, um, uh, or well, I, I liked one better than the other. So I picked March 15th and that'll give Joe a little bit more time to have her supplies ready and us to figure out logistics and everything. The other one was March 1st. That would be too fast. So, um, yeah, the sweater party just sounds cool. And I happen to be talking to my mom today. She called me back with the cabbage uh, soup recipe. And I said, hey, would you be interested in um, coming? She's like, oh, I got to volunteer at the fish fry for a, a church, but but maybe I could get a substitute. So she's kind of thinking about it. I'm going to email her the 
oh, I forgot to do that. I'm going to email her right now after I get done with this, the pictures of the sweaters so she can see what they're like. And uh, I think she's really going to like them. And because I told her, I said, oh, I would really like you to pick one out for a birthday gift for her 80th birthday. And she said she wants to be forever 70. She said she didn't really like being 60 because um, like the young people think you're too old and the old people think you're too young. So she said she liked 70. And I said, okay, forever 70. I'm forever 35. You can be forever 70. What the heck? I don't care. And I'm I'm thinking of having a birthday brunch for my birthday the day after my birthday. Um, that's the idea in my head so far. So we'll see. I think because if, um, if I'm going to do this in mid-March and then we got the surprise for my brother on my birthday, our birthday, my mom, birthday and my birthday on the 6th I don't really I don't really want to do something on Friday that's it just feels kind of rushy and I also want to see if Bob and Gail can come up from Dundee and I was hoping um, I'm going to check with them first that's the very first people I want to pin down and I know you know it's kind of touch and go with her mom but um, it brunch might be uh, an easier thing for them to manage I, I know a Friday night's not going to work for them so we'll see it would be nice to have them come up that's about it for today. That was a lot. I didn't make the cabbage soup yet because there's a couple of ingredients I'm missing. But what I have going on in the crock pot down there right now is making some potatoes to make my veggie mashed potatoes. So I'm going to go down after this and see how those are doing. Um, I think that's it. So when does micro equal maximum? So sometimes don't worry if you're not doing nothing. And if you just wake up and you're like, I, you know, feel lost, I feel overwhelmed, I feel whatever, it's not going well, I feel like I hit the wall, set up a tent, stop wandering around, just sit and let your mind just kind of go quiet. I, I tried not to like look at anything or listen to any, you know, thing and tried to do that last night too to just quiet my mind down and um, quiet any other influence and then just, um, you know, did did what I felt inspired to do. So I'll try that again tomorrow. See how it goes. Because look at what happened. All kinds of cool stuff. And it was a lot easier. So we'll see. We'll see. That's It's an 80-day experiment. It's day 46 of the 80-day experiment. So we're trying all kinds of new stuff. That's it for today. Namaste.